We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 5th, 2012. Switching gears now, the next article is entitled DARPA's Blue Angel. Pentagon prepares millions of vaccines against the future global flu. Pentagon's cutting-edge research lab says that they've used a massive harvest of tobacco plants to help produce a plethora of flu-fighting vaccines. The Pentagon's DARPA lab has announced a milestone, but it doesn't involve drones or death missiles. Scientists at the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency says they've produced 10 million doses of an influenza vaccine in only one month's time. So now we've got literally one of the most wicked factions of our government, not even a pharmaceutical, wicked pharmaceutical company, but one of the most wicked, dark factions of our government, DARPA, producing vaccines at a totally insane rate for the coming pandemic they're preparing for. Now, again, you have to ask yourself the question, are they just doing this for no reason? Oh, there's no end game scenario with this. Nothing will come of it at all. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think they're investing this kind of time and money into something where there's no end game. Again, I've said this is, I think, the most likely scenario for a coming uh, martial law takeover, or at least to be implemented in conjunction with this. The Blue Angel Project. Uh, as it's called, suddenly puts the Pentagon in the forefront of the vaccine business. They should call it Blue Fallen Angel. I think that'd be a little more accurate. Anyway, um, the big question is, why is the Army involved in vaccines at all? And the answer is of no surprise. According to DARPA, it's all about readiness. In containing biothreats, translated, that means terrorist attacks caused by flu viruses. Now, remember what I said. We've got all these Muslim terrorist cells and when I first started hearing about them back in the mid, uh, mid to late 1990s, the first thing I heard about wasn't some false flag, dirty nuclear bomb. The th first thing I heard about was like them uh, releasing anthrax and or whatever other biological they could get their hands on in large cities and letting it just spread all for the glory of Allah, you know kill as many infidels as possible. That was, their, that was their thing. So they could blame it on the Muslim terrorists, have a scapegoat and say, oh, here, we got the answer. When they actually gave the terrorists the actual vaccine that, or the actual virus that was released. But they can blame it on the terrorists. Terrorists feel like, well, okay, yeah, we got it from, from America, but you know what, we're killing the infidels and that's what the Quran says to do, so we don't really care where we get it from as long as we can kill infidels. So they're happy. Our government's happy, DARPA's happy, because they're like, okay, well, we can reduce world population and impose martial law with this bio-threat terror. Hey, we, and we're going to come out smelling like a rose because we're going to come in on like, a, like a, uh, you know, a knight on a white horse and say, oh, we've got the answer. Here, just take this vaccine. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that. Anyway, in this sinister development, it creates a potential scenario in which the military can invent the bio-threat and then step in and provide the solution. It doesn't really matter whether the bio-threat is real or imaginary. The threat would offer the chance to initiate a martial law scenario after which the military vaccine would be made mandatory, destroying the right of each state in the Union to permit. As it is now the case, people to opt out of vaccines, vaccination on religious, medical, or ethical grounds. In other words, if at that point, they're going to say it's mandatory. You have no choice. Okay. I'll take the bullet, because I'm not taking no vaccine. I'm not. Sorry. Tainted DNA. This is one of the fundamental ways, through vaccines, that they're literally trying to make us all transhuman, meaning post-human, meaning introducing foreign DNA of the most sinister origin. Think about it. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. What was the, what was the main thing going on there? Hybridization of the human race, fallen angels mating with women, producing a race of giants. Well, doesn't that mean it corrupted the seed line of, of man? Yeah. If you boil it down, that was the main story going on in Noah's day. What was the fruit? Well, it got so wicked, God had to destroy the whole world with a flood. And there was only eight people left that God spared 
to preserve the seed line of humanity, that their DNA hadn't been corrupted. Now, I'm not saying every single person on the planet had been corrupted, but God in his foreknowledge knew that it was going into that route. It was going to end up that way. So he had to kill everything, including the animals. They had been corrupted too, just like they're doing today. GMO crops, basically genetically modified animals, cloning, all kind of Frankensteinish stuff that they're doing, as it was in the days of Noah. So again, these vaccines are going to be one of the ultimate... Not only that, now they've got microchip dust. They've had it. They can put it in the vaccines, you never even know it's there. They can install microchips at the end stage of quality control. I, I went into that and all the swine flu updates I did from when that was a, a problem. And I give you the links here if you want to click on those. There's all these different horrific things. They, they culture the vaccines off aborted babies. Human diploid cells. I'll say it right on the right on the uh, the insert or if you go up to the PDF with a physician's desk reference and check vaccines. There, I think it's up to like 18 now that are cultured off literal aborted babies. What are you doing to yourself when you take a vaccine that's cultured off an aborted baby? I think there'll be a little conflict there as a Christian. It's all to destroy us, body, soul, and spirit. What's happening to us on a spiritual level when you take a vaccine with tainted DNA, cultured off an aborted baby, with all kind of horrific things that that basically cause all kind of autoimmune reactions, aluminum, mercury, destroy your brain, and now with the potential for microchips. It's like Russian roulette. I don't know what's happening to you on a spiritual level, but I'm sure not going to find out. I'm not saying it unsaves you as a Christian, but it sure can't be helping you spiritually. Anything they can inject straight in your bloodstream, you better watch out. Because I see, I see Satan seeing that as the most direct way to, one of the most direct ways to defile us, physically speaking. And who knows how it's going to affect you spiritually. I don't know. Anyway, let's go further here. Uh, the threat would offer the chance to initiate a martial law scenario, after which the military vaccine would be mandatory. And again, destroying the right of each state in the union to permit uh, for people to opt out of the vaccination on religious, medical, or ethical grounds. The Pentagon is famous for developing weapons and then lobbying for the battlefield opportunities to use them. Hey, we developed this weapon, now we got to lobby to get it used. So we can see how many people we can kill. This is part of the par- this is part and parcel of their war is forever mentality. It's how they make money. It's how they kill people. It's part of their religion. It's the main part of their religion. Human sacrifice. You know, they just do it now under under the guise more of war. You know, but they're all to, to them. It's still considered sacrifices to whatever deity they're worshiping, whether it be Moloch, Chemosh, whatever. Just like it was in the Old Testament. Well, in this case, the vaccine becomes the defensive weapon. And you can be sure the Pentagon will strive to deploy it in a situation that, quote, demands it, which is a chilling prospect. So, and I wanted to add this in. What is DARPA, if you haven't heard of it? Okay, I just did a little research. I've talked about them briefly in times past, but DARPA is the same agency that announced, that announced the Total Information Awareness Network in 2002 which is a Big Brother network using the Pentagon integrated with local police to spy on the activities of all Americans. Okay, Both DARPA programs use the New World Order pyramid symbol in their logos. Oh, did you see like the Olympic lights? They're all in this in the, the shape of a truncated pyramid where the capstone's not... It, the capstone's kind of left hollow. Like, that's where the all-seeing eye of Lucifer or Horus goes on the back of her dollar bill. Oh, there's, there's no... It's no... Uh, that's no... Um, Mistake. It's no coincidence. You know. It's like, and again, think about it. There are lights all around the stadium, the main stadium in London, and the lights, the truncated pyramid with the all knowing eye of Lucifer, you know, assumed to be in the capstone, looking down on everybody. It's not too creepy. Anyway, the pyramid logo for the Total Information Awareness Network is even complete with the image of the all seeing eye of Lucifer radiating the earth. And I give you the, the, the actual symbol here, I give you, there's pictures here, you can look at it, the PDF, or you can see it for yourself. In truth, the Matrix the matrix was set up decades ago as the local data collection point for the NSA Echelon system. They have been taking all of your personal data for years and uploading it to Fort Meade. Divorce records, credit card purchases, phone bills, gun records, where you work, 
you name it, public and private, they greedily grab it. You see they built this control grid a long time ago, long before the September 11th attacks. DARPA was building the architecture of a cashless society control grid after September 11th when citizens complained about the Total Information Awareness Network playing spying on them. The continuity of government agency claimed that it had defunded the program. The truth is, DARPA simply changed the name to Terrorism Information Awareness and got increased funding from Congress through dozens of other uh, sub-agency projects. And this Matrix program... DARPA established the MATRIX program. MATRIX stands for Multi-State Anti-Terrorism Information Exchange. It's their excuse to, terrorism is always the excuse to spy on every aspect of our lives in every way, shape, and form. Surveys show that on U.S. campuses, over 70% of all science funding comes directly from DARPA. 70% of all science, basically medical science. That's a lot. Interestingly, in the 1960s, outgoing President Dwight D. Eisenhower warned of the dangerous undue influence that the military-industrial complex was having on America's infrastructure, and especially on college campuses. There are thousands of facets of this nightmare agency, meaning DARPA. One was reported on the August 5, 2003 Boston Globe. The paper ran the headline, Defense Department Funding Brain Machine Work. The project is developing technology that promises to directly read thoughts from a living brain and even instills thoughts as well. Oh, good. So it can brainwash us. Nice. On DARPA's own website, they promote the Centibots program. Um, these tiny five-pound robots have their own artificial intelligence and hunt fugitives or provide surveillance and security for government agencies in wolf packs of 20. Well, how special. Little little five-pound robots, like little centipedes coming at you in a wolf packs of 20. I mean, that's a hallmark moment if I ever heard one. Anyway, it says they are identical in many aspects to the police spiders in the Minority Report. Where those little spiders would crawl and they would go into every apartment and whoever was living there just had to submit to these little devil spider robot things and it would go and it would scan their iris and then, it, and then if you were like not a criminal then it would go to the next room and scan their irises and you couldn't keep them out of your house huh. anyway so back to the main report in a, in that, that was my little thing on DARPA I could have done you could probably do a five part teaching on DARPA alone but I just want to give you an idea of what they were all about so back to the main report. In a press release out of the agency's office this week, scientists with DARPA say they've reached an important step in being able to combat a flu pandemic that might someday decimate the Earth's population. And it's so, it's so hypocritical what they're saying because what they want to do is perpetuate a flu pandemic so it will decimate the world's population. They're not worried about your health. They're worried about killing you. That's the only thing they're really concerned about. So the very thing they say that they're trying to do is a bunch of garbage and lies. They're all about killing you. Now, at this point, I posted my video entitled Avion Flu Pandemics, What to Expect and How to Prepare. Now, this is essentially the same presentation I did on the 14-city tour back in 06. It's more updated, though. It's a little bit more current, but it's not. you're not going to see... You're going to hear me talking, but you're not going to see me talking, which is probably a good thing. Sorry. Anyway, um, you're going to see PowerPoint presentations. I have like 130 PowerPoints that... I'm going to be going over in the presentation. I would have posted the one where I was talking with the Prophecy Club, but the guy that had that video up, he closed his account. Prophecy Club probably came and put pressure on me to take it down because they're real, they're real sensitive about their proprietary information. Hey, nothing like rationing the bullets, you know? Oh, we we got to make sure we're making the max amount of money off every video and, and make sure it's not up on the Internet because we don't want to lose any profits. Boy, that is so Christian. That is so mega-Christian. You know, make sure you post a book or a DVD or video so they have to buy it so that that's how the people will finally get, you know, their answers. Because if they don't have that, they're going to perish. I'm sorry, but I, it just it just irks me, that whole subject of going and, I, you know, I don't know. I know there's a lot of ministries, I'm sure, that would, would say, well, it's the only way we can fund our ministry. Well, you know, I've never charged for this information that I put out, and I've done... The Lord's taking care of me. So, 
you know, I don't understand why we've got to be, I mean, you go up in some of these websites and it's like a three-ring sideshow circus of all of the ads that assault your senses from every aspect of the web page. And, and some of them are so bad, like now, like you go on Tom Horn's site, it's like, they've got to get so much in there that it's off the page. You've got to literally scroll over to the right to just get to all the garbage that you've got to have, you know? In order to survive, and if, if I've done whole teachings on Tom Warren in, in that whole scenario, if you want to key that his name in the search box, uh, you know, it just reminds me of when Jesus went into the, you know, the temple and he overchanged the money changers temple and he said, you turned my house into a, you know, a basically a money making machine. I don't know. Anyway. I give you the video here, uh, Avion Flu Pandemics, What to Expect, How to Prepare, and then also my video on colloidal silver, mild silver protein, its history and its uses. Okay, So I want to give you some proactive things regarding this subject, because <laughs> um, the thing that you have to understand, and I think I get into, uh, here, yeah, I'm going to get into that next, so I don't want to say it too soon. I'm going to go back to the main article. By working with Medicago Inc. vaccine company, the Pentagon's cutting-edge research lab, says that they've used a massive harvest of tobacco plants to help produce a plethora of flu-fighting vaccines. Testing confirmed that a single dose of the H1N1 VLP influenza vaccine candidate induced protective levels of hemagglutin antibodies in an animal model when combined with a standard aluminum adjuvant. Aluminum? Yeah. Oh, you mean the thing that plaques up the brain and, and basically causes Alzheimer's and all kind of other horrific things in the body? Aluminum? Yeah. Well, that's the only way this vaccine works. I mean, right there, there's a gigantic red flag. Okay? Aluminum. Of all things, you know, <laughs> they're saying that that's, that that's what, how it has to work. It has to have that aluminum to work, you know? I always, you know, when I take vitamins, I always usually, what I'll do is I'll go into the, the garage and I'll grind up some aluminum into like ultra fine powder and then just gargle. I'll put it in some water and gargle with it and then take my vitamins because it always works better with, with a nice good dose of, of aluminum with it. You know, I don't know about you, but that's just me. I'm funny that way, you know. But think of the insanity of what I just said. And, but they're doing the same thing except they're injecting it right into the bloodstream. I mean, where do I sign up? I mean, <laughs> this much fun should not be legal. Anyway, then the agency said this statement, and I said, speaking on Satan's behalf, they said that this is the only way the aluminum thing works, or the vaccine works. Anyway, um, Dr. Alan, Alan Magel of the DARPA program manager, who's a guy I would obviously trust with my life, he says... Quote, vaccinating susceptible populations during the initial stage of a pandemic is critical to killing them all. I mean, critical to containment. Well, that's what he meant to say. Critical to killing them all. No, he says it's critical to containment. They all have to be vaccinated. Oh, really, Dr. Magel, Mr. DARPA boy? Just like the 1918-1919 Spanish flu pandemic that killed at least 50 million people worldwide, and just coincidentally, the victims that dropped dead were the ones that got vaccinated. And there's multiple eyewitness reports. And I get into that in the, in the video, the 16-part video uh, that I posted here. They're like 10-minute clips. I know that's a big time commitment, but it is pretty important info. And... Um, as opposed to you going out and buying the DVD from the Prophecy Club. You know, you can get it for free right there online. I'm just trying to get as many people up to speed as possible. You know, who cares about the money? It's, it's, it's irrelevant. I want to get people educated on these types of issues. So, <laughs> the thing is, is in 1919, 1899, and you'll see all the quotes on my presentation. It's more near the end. Multiple eyewitness quotes saying, big men, hale and hearty, one day, just... Men's men, get the vaccine the next day. Literally, one, two days later, dead. Oh, it's funny. They just got the vaccine and now they're dead. I'm sure there's no correlation between the two. You know, they were the ones that were dropping dead. So they've, they've, they've already done this. 
going all the way back to 1918, 1919. There was no way they could get an accurate body count. It might be 100 million. Could be very easily. People were so desperate to get the bodies who they presumed were diseased bodies buried because they were afraid they were going to catch it that I don't think there was any kind of accurate body count. It's the very thing that had a lot to do with actually literally ending World War I, although that's not so much in the history books. In reality, it was. Anyway, I give you tons of confirmation that that was the case. So we've got a very nefarious plan already documented. They've already done this, going all the way back almost 100 years now, where they've used the vaccines to literally kill off millions of people. Okay, so I've done many, many teachings on this as well, audio teachings. I give you links to seven different teachings here. Now, a lot of these are dated, but again, this is the, some of the teachings I did on the swine flu back in 09, near the end of 09, when all that stuff was about the H1N1 swine flu, not the H5N1 avian flu of 2006. No, this is the one they had the next one they were trying to implement. The reason I did all these teachings is because I really saw them, okay, they're going to try to pull it off, they're going to try to pull it off, we need to get the word out, we need to pray about this, or Satan's going to get this off the ground, and I... In God's mercy, it was averted again. But that was that was the last time. And again, that's been a few years. Coming into a few years. So I really believe that they we're coming into flu season. 2012. Obama re-election. World War III. Economic collapse. I'm seeing this to be a perfect place to implement this in conjunction with everything else in order to bring about maximum terror to the population where they will all collectively roll up into fetal positions like quivering bowls of jelly in the corner and submit to whatever tyranny is imposed on them. Just make it go away, big brother, because we can't do it without you. You're our savior, you're our God, and we will submit to thee. Which is what I believe the attitude is going to be. And particularly the people that are reliant totally on the government right now as it is. For everything. So, you know, that's my little lighthearted assessment of it. I mean, I know it's kind of dry and whimsical and not really hardcore. And I apologize for that. But anyway, let's go further here. So I give you like seven different teachings that I did way back then on this particular subject. Obviously it's dated, but I get into a lot of pertinent material if you want to, you know, bring yourself up to speed on that. So let's go forward here. World Health Organization has gone on record to say that as much as half of the people on the planet could be affected by a pandemic in the near future. And it could take as much as nine months for a vaccine for a pandemic virus strain to become to be made available. With the lives of billions of people across the world at stake, DARPA has been trying to determine new ways of churning out antidotes in as little time as possible. All of this is total abject pure lies. They're going to use this to kill us. They're not going to use it to try to save humanity. They're going to do the exact opposite. Anything they they tell you, you can automatically assume the exact opposite. So, now, its researchers say that in only one month, scientists produced more than 10 million doses of an H1N1 influenza vaccine candidate, which is the same strain as the swine flu that we had in 2009, H1N1 influenza virus vaccine candidate based on a virus-like particle, meaning that most likely there is going to be a live virus in the vaccine. This is how you spread it. Well, no, no, no. We just we introduce enough of the live, live virus into your body so your immune system ramps up and can combat it on its own. That's what they'll say to you. That's a bunch of lies and garbage. You don't inject a live virus into the bloodstream and, and expect good things to happen. You know, no, that's the very way they're going to spread the pandemic. And it may be a binary agent. It may be like, okay, you come get your shot and then they chemtrail us with the other part of it. So it's not so overt. Like you're not like going into like seizures out in the parking lot of Walgreens. You know what I mean? That'd be a little obvious. But if you go into seizures two, three days later and and you're, you're on death's doorstep after they chemtrail you, which gives you the second binary, binary, the word bi means two. Okay. So it's a binary agent. Maybe they'll put stuff in the water and in the air. So it's a tertiary agent. Who knows? You know, these little devils, they're, they're pretty crafty at what they do. So let's go further here. Uh, oh, let's see. 
So they're they're admitting here it's based on virus like particles. Okay, so that's what's in the vaccine. You get your 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 daily allow your your recommended daily allowance of aluminum, and then you also get your virus like particles. I'm sure nothing could go wrong with that scenario. Andy Sheldon, chief executive officer at Medico, says in the company's own press release that, quote, the completion of the rapid-fire tests mark a substantial achievement in demonstrating our technology and the potential for Medico to be the first responder in the event of a pandemic flu outbreak. Wow, first responder. Hmm. What I see the scenario being is this happens and they say, oh, Medico to the rescue, DARPA to the rescue, we've already got like 50 million doses already pre-made. Come one, come all. You know, we'll have our vaccine vaccination centers and it'll be mandatory and you won't be able to use any more. See, there's another scenario. So watch out for that one as well. Medico's research was conducted in a 97,000 square foot vaccine facility in North Carolina. Uh, that was funded through a $21 million technology investment agreement with DARPA. I mean, we're talking they got deep pockets, big money behind this stuff. So um, watch out for that for that scenario there. And, you know, avail yourself to the videos that I just mentioned. They're right here on, on my website. Now, new strain of avian flu responsible for the deaths of 162 seals. Scientists warn it could jump to humans. So this just came out uh, August 1st. And I, I put this in here just to kind of bolster some of what we're talking about. They're, they're, they're starting to talk a lot more about this type of stuff now in the news. A new strain of the avian flu that jumped from birds to mammals is responsible for the death of more than 160, um, I think they're harp seals, poor little things, um, off New England coast this year, scientists announced Tuesday. The virus could theoretically pose a threat to human health, they said. Harbor seals, most of them babies, oh, poor things, most of them babies less than six months old began appearing with severe pneumonia and skin lesions in September of last year. I mean, there's not really a whole lot more cuter than a baby harp seal. I mean, you know, if you don't like baby harp seals, there's something wrong. I'm sorry, but I mean, that's like the epitome of cuteness. Anyway, um, let's go further here. Uh, um, over the next few months, at least 162 dead seals were recovered along the coast of Maine to Massachusetts. I'm not saying they're harp seals, but they're harbor, but they look like harp seals. Anyway, uh, mutant bird flu would be airborne, says scientists say. Testing pointed to a new strain of H3N8, which is one we've never really even encountered before, flu virus being called seal H3N8, meaning, when I say we've never encountered, meaning anywhere on a H5N1 bird flu or H1N1 swine flu level that we've seen in past in the past. Quote, when initial tests revealed an avian flu virus, we asked the obvious questions. How did the virus jump from birds to seals? Lead researcher Simon Anthony of Columbia University said, the virus developed the ability to attack mammalian respiratory tracts, scientists learned. It may have also developed enhanced virulence and transmission in mammals. They said avian flu has spread to humans before, most notably the H1N1 to H5N1, so the new strain could pose a threat to public health, scientists warned. HIV, AIDS, SARS, West Nile, NIFA, and influenza are all examples of emerging infectious diseases that originated in animals, said W. Ian Lipkin, director of the Center for Infection and Immunity at Columbia University. He also said any outbreak of diseases in domestic animals or wildlife, while, immediate, while the immediate threat to wildlife conservation, must also be considered potentially hazardous to humans. So that was out of CNN, where that was said. Uh, next article was very similar. U.S. health officials on Friday warned the public to be careful around pigs after an outbreak of flu virus among country fairs. Uh, now, talk about a place where a lot of people pass by, like these 4-H, where they raise hogs, you know, and they sell them. And, I mean, um, I had Taylor involved in that when she was wee little, you know, not raising hogs, but, I mean, like the real little wee kid stuff when, when they when we were back in Florida. But, um, yeah, I mean, you go to these things, and they got hundreds of hogs in there, and steers and all these other things, and, and, and it's a big deal. A lot of people go through those places. Um, the virus does not appear to have evolved to the point where it spreads easily among humans, but it does contain a gene from the pandemic H 
H1N1 flu that sickened millions worldwide in 2009 and 2010. It really wasn't that big of a deal. It was a total, that's a total farce. It didn't kill that many people. It wasn't like this big thing they tried to blow it up to be. Uh, I think it was the restraining hand of God and people praying about it. I really do. We are concerned that it may confer the potential for the virus to infect or spread among humans to a greater extent. Now, the reason I go over these two stories is what I'm trying to say is that looking at what we're looking at in the next five months, okay, up leading up to the end of the year, I'm trying to look at scenarios they could say, ah, see, this thing got out of control and here's what happened. I'm trying to kind of give you a heads up regarding some of these things. And this is one of the things they could use to say, oh, well, it finally jumped species and now it all of a sudden turned into a virulent form that's easily transmissible, airborne, human to human. You watch the show Outbreak, and I don't know if I was watching it because it's rated R, but that show Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman got into that scenario and they, in the scene where they were in the movie theater... And the guy coughs, and it shows water droplets going out of his mouth, and then all of a sudden it shows the water droplets up in the air in the, in the movie theater, and then all of a sudden it go, shows them going into like the nose and the mouth of another person sitting nearby. That was when, supposedly, the virus mutated, where it would actually go airborne and easily transmissible. And then when you have that scenario in H5N1, for instance, which has over a 60% kill rate, then you have all the makings of a really, really, really bad pandemic. Okay? Uh, if, if we were to believe that H1N1 has, you know, ev- all of these attributes, and I do think it does, from my research, yes, the people that got it had about a 60% kill rate. So, again, you know, it's just something to, to think about and, and something to uh, potentially uh, prepare for. Now, um, I, again, I give my teachings on the avian flu and um, these types of things here, so you can click on those links. And next article. In the United States, the hepatitis B vaccine is scheduled to be given to babies at birth. Since babies do not normally go out and indulge themselves in high-risk behaviors, such as tattooing, body piercing, gauges in the ear, IV drug use sharing heroin needles with others, having intercourse with multiple partners, or engaging in any other high-risk activity uh, other than being born in a hospital. And the duration of protection of the hepatitis B vaccine start uh, vaccination of infants is absolutely unknown. In other words, the hepatitis B vaccine, they don't even know what kind of supposed immunity it gives. Why give them the shot in the first place? Why would you give a baby a hepatitis B vaccine when hepatitis B is only spread through like tattooing, sharing of IV needles by drug addicts, intercourse with multiple partners, it's the height of insanity. It's just one more excuse to defile the baby from birth with these tainted, ungodly, satanic vaccines. The New World Order is trying to kill us right from the very first day we're born, or defile us at bare minimum. Here is a CDC vaccination schedule with the hep hep B vaccine given at birth and several boosters thereafter. I mean, you should see this thing. It's it's gigantic. All these vaccines they give. I don't even know how accurate this is. This this might not even be... No, this is from 1999. It's not even remotely accurate anymore. I mean, they've got... They keep just increasing it every, every year. It's just so obvious that it's just Satan and he's just trying to get as many of these tainted vaccines in as is possible. And, you know all the horrific side effects that go along with all the people dying and crippled and having all kind of autoimmune diseases and diseases that didn't even exist before the modern day advent of vaccines. And it'll never end. They're coming out with vaccines for everything, you know? It's unbelievable. Newborn babies are not high-risk individuals. And to receive the recommended four doses all within a 24-week period when their bodies and their nervous systems uh, and their immune systems are the most susceptible that they they will ever be and most delicate... Well, that's when Satan wants to hit them. The littler, the better. You know? That's a whole lot of aluminum and formaldehyde. Formaldehyde is what they embalm people with. It's embalming fluid. Um, that's a whole lot of aluminum, formaldehyde, and mercury. Okay? Thermarazole is a preservative. It's mercury. For a baby from birth to six months old. Not to mention all the other horrific stuff that's in the vaccine. Does it make any sense to subject a newborn baby to substances that contain the following ingredients? And here's a listing of, of these 
just the hepatitis A and B vaccines, just what's some of the stuff that's in them, uh, does it make sense to anyone to eject them with this garbage? You know, aluminum, hydroxyphorphate, sulfate, bovine albumin, which means beef, cattle, protein of, of their blood, um, formaldehyde, a bombing fluid, uh, neomycin, um, oh, MR, MRC-5, human diploid cells, meaning this particular vaccine that I'm looking at was cultured off an aborted baby. When it says human diploid cells, that's what it means. And the MRC-5 tells you what aborted baby it was cultured off. That's why they designate them. There's different aborted babies they use to culture these things off. So I'm sure that's not too cursed, that vaccine, no. Um, and then, you know, there's there's other things that, that they use. And formal, again, we said formaldehyde. And thimerosal, which is mercury, which is so toxic that even if you if you drop the vaccine on the ground, like they did up in the, one of the places, they had to call the hazmat unit in. To, to dispose of one vaccine they had allowed to burst on the ground because of the high mercury content in it. You're supposed to do that too with these modern day compact fluorescent light bulbs. There's enough mercury in there to cause serious uh, harm as well. But hey, put them all over your house. It emits this really nasty, dirty radiation. It also emits mercury and toxic um, byproducts when the light lights up. And if you break one, you're supposed to call the hazmat team in to dispose of it. You know, there's enough mercury in one vaccine that if you break it on the ground, technically they're supposed to call, you know, biological hazmat team units to clean it up like they did, I think it was up in Maine. Oh, but it's okay to inject it into a baby and into a human, and that's fine. You inject it into them all day long, it won't do anything, it's, it's all good. But boy, oh boy, the mother Gaia, the environment, if you drop it on the sidewalk or something, you better, you better just, you know, call in, I mean, just call in all factions of the government. Why not? I mean, call the president. Get him down here with a dust broom or something so he can sweep this thing up. You know, red alert. It's unbelievable. Do you see the hypocrisy of all of this garbage that I talk about on a week-to-week basis? How satanically obvious all of this is? It's so in-your-face. I'm just trying to let you see how in-your-face it really is. And I use sarcasm to highlight that because I don't think if we had any humor in these studies, they would be really, really depressing. I think, you know, people would be like throwing themselves on their swords after they heard these studies, I'm pretty sure, if I didn't inject some type of humor into them, you know, anyway, um, next article, Big Pharma, sales agent, Dr. Oz, pimps, vaccines on the public after not vaccinating his own children, um, vaccinations have far more benefits than risks, and when children are not vaccinated, their own health and the health of everyone around them is at serious risk. These are some of the outrageous false statements made by the infamous Dr. Mesmit, who's actually, I believe, a Muslim, Oz, in a recent chill piece produced by the Herald Tribune promoting the vaccine agenda. He's also a real big New Age proponent. We talked a lot about good old Dr. Oz in times past. Anyway, perceived by many as an unbiased source of, of health information, the professor of surgery at Columbia University and the host of the Dr. Oz Show... Um, Dr. Oz is now on record as openly spreading fear and propaganda about vaccines in order to convince his followers to get them. In a piece co-written by Dr. Michael Rosen, who just so happens to have worked with Dr. Oz to create the pharma-backed realage.com scam. And here's a link to their scam that they did. Dr. Oz claims that he interviewed 150 experts from both sides of the vaccine issue, and determine that vaccines are safe and necessary. Hey, when you sell your soul to Satan, you'll say anything. And, you know, this is just one more shill that is sold to soul to Satan, lock, stock, and barrel. He goes on to suggest that some parents' decisions not to vaccinate was responsible for the 2010 whooping cough outbreak that reportedly afflicted more than 21,000 children, 22 of whom died. But as we reported previously, most of the children stricken by this outbreak had actually been vaccinated against the whooping cough. Imagine that. Dr. McCullough documented that 92% of those that came down with the whooping cough in this recent outbreak were actually vaccinated against whooping cough. 92% of the people that got it were vaccinated against it. Boy, that vaccine works good. Where do I sign up? I mean... With those kind of results, I mean, you know, what's the question? 
I mean, only 92% who actually ended up getting it, and some of them died, were, were vaccinated against it. I mean, that vaccine works amazingly. I mean, unbelievable. But again, that's what I, that's what I say about this stuff. 1918, 1919, Spanish flu back. The, the people that died were the ones that got vaccinated. Are you, are you, is this computing? I mean, are you doing the math in your head here? <laughs> this is how they're spreading this stuff. Okay, so um, I'm not saying you didn't get in. I'm just saying some people, um, hopefully they're cooling in. Nevertheless, Dr. Oz continues by making the same false implications as the rest of the mainstream medical system. That the so-called herd immunity, because see, we're a herd. Did you know that? We're a herd. Herd immunity is stunted when some children are not vaccinated. In other words, if you don't get your child vaccinated, it hurts the herd. I hate when that happens. Anyway, he then urges his followers to get vaccinated for the protection of the whole community, even though he won't vaccinate his own kid. Oh, Dr. Oz, you're hurting the herd. You're being a hypocrite again. You you say that we all need to be vaccinated to protect the herd, the herd of humanity, and yet you won't get your own kids vaccinated. Huh, I wonder why. Now, I have a comment here. This theory is pretty much debunked, the herd, the herd immunity theory, when you have 92% more people becoming infected with whooping cough who were actually vaccinated for it. And that is just one documented group for one vaccine. Also, if vaccines are so great, why would you worry about an unvaccinated individual being around a vaccinated individual? I mean, the vaccinated group are protected according to the satanic pharma MDs pushing them, right? In other words, if you get vaccinated, what do you have to worry about anyone else? Think about it. Well, I'm protected. I'm vaccinated. I don't care if they don't get vaccinated. Oh, no, no, no. they got to get vaccinated too because they might, it might hurt the herd immunity. Well, what do you have to worry about if you're vaccinated? If they're so great, why? See, they're, they have no logic. If you look at these things logically and get beyond the satanic pharmaceutical propaganda brainwashing, you'll see that their arguments don't have any basis in logic. They're lying to you. They're evil, evil people. The the modern-day pharmaceutical companies all basically spawned from IG Farben. IG Farben was one of the three companies that kept going that funded Hitler and the Nazi regime. They were the ones that made the Zyklon B nerve gas used at Auschwitz and all of the other prison camps that they used to exterminate the people in the gas chambers. This is where modern-day pharmaceutical industry spawned from. Bear Aspirin, another one that came from them. TDK, Bear Aspirin, and IG Farben. The three companies that, that basically renamed themselves, that funded Hitler, that renamed themselves and split off after the Nazi, after the uh, World War II to maintain this facade of, of uh, that they were legitimate. You know? Evil, evil companies. Bear is evil. Okay? Um... <laughs> We could get in a whole study just on bear alone. They're the ones with bear aspirin and a lot of other things. They've done some very, 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 very wicked things um, in the vein of, of uh, pharmaceuticals. So, let's go further here. Um, so, though at times Dr. Oz appears to promote alternative forms of medicine that are not widely accepted by the medical establishment, and a lot of them are new age, uh, Dr. Oz has shown himself to be nothing more than a big pharma shill that now pushes vaccines and other unproven quackery on the public as valid medicine. This is hardly shocking. This is hardly shocking in light of the fact that Dr. Oz has a financial stake in the drug industry. Imagine that. Not him. I thought he was puritanical. Uh, which was revealed back in 2009 during the time when the phony H1N1 flu scam was occupying the statist airwaves. Here's a link to that. In an interview with CNN's Anderson Cooper, oh, he just came out of the closet lately, just so you know. Good old Anderson Cooper. He's he's gay blade, I guess, so he came out of the closet. Um, In an interview with CNN's Anderson Cooper that has mostly been removed from the internet, Dr. Oz admitted that his wife and children would not be receiving the H1N1 vaccine. Most copies of this interview with Dr. Oz have been pulled off the internet. Oh, I imagine, I don't know why. But the clip in question begins around the one minute mark and is linked to this YouTube video. Now, last time I checked it, it was up there. I'll give you the link here if you want to watch it. But who knows, it might have taken it down by now. Uh, but as of 
three or four days ago, it's still up. Anyway, you can also check this out through the review of Dr. Oz's involvement in promoting the very H1N1 vaccine that his wife and children will not be receiving. None of this, in reality, is all that surprising, considering that Dr. Oz was exposed for quietly holding shares of SIGA Technologies, which is a vaccine technology company that has an obvious interest in vaccine promotion. Dr. Oz even set on the uh, SIGA's board of directors, if that tells you anything about his interest in promoting vaccines. So he's a total hypocrite. Hey, Dr. Oz, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Come on, line up and take your shot. And get your family all vaccinated too while you're at it. Come on, man up. He's not going to do that. The Dr. Oz Show is highly funded by pharmaceutical interests, as is most television news these days. And he's all teamed up with Oprah anyway. I've done tons of teachings exposing Oprah. Anyway, um, so even if he seemed somewhat opposed to at least some vaccines several years ago, he is obviously being muzzled for the benefit of corporate overlords and thus cannot be trusted as a source of unbiased health information. I don't have to watch that guy more than two to three minutes before I'm... All kind of stuff he's saying is garbage. He's mixing all kind of leaven with his health stuff, which has kind of been my specialty for the last... Well, I've been, I was in chiropractic college all the way from 1990, 1990 and was in practice for, ugh, I don't know, how many years? Since 93. You know, a long time. Okay? I specialize in alternative healthcare, alternative medicine, clinical nutrition. You know, that's been my specialty. So, you know, I can watch clips of, of him, or and, and I'm thinking, oh my word, this guy... He, yeah, there's some truth you can glean, but there's also a lot of garbage lot of garbage he commingles with his supposed health advice. So, I, you know, anyway. Also be sure to check out the June 7th edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show entitled, Dr. Oz, Hypocrite, Sellout, or Horribly Misin- Misinformed. You decide. Here's a link to it. And then I give you the link for the sources to this article. Okay, I think this is the last article here. And this is a... Pretty chilling little testimony from a listener of mine regarding this whole subject. Um, I took away his name and his email address. I just have him as JV. Um, Testimony regarding military experimental vaccines. Due to the audios you have provided me and shared, I wanted to share this with you. Before I was saved back in 2001, I decided to join the Navy. I will never forget what I had to go through when I reached the Great Lakes Training Center in Illinois. When I graduated, and when I reached my station, also at Puget Sound. Okay, uh, let's get back to. Okay, now I believe by the grace of the Lord, by the grace of God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that with all the stuff that I was injected into me forcefully, I was fully delivered from most of the side effects or other dangers from these poisons. But I also believe that it came with a price as far as some damage. For one, I have had constant shaking in my right arm. Uh, which is very light now, and essentially all the places I've been jabbed, I have psoriasis-type sores on me, which are basically scars now. I mean, that's always a good sign. You have all kind of neurological problems and psoriasis-like sores breaking. I mean, that's always a good sign that the vaccine's, you know, good stuff. Anyway, it goes on to say, now, when I first got to basic, meaning basic training, I went through the regular yelling and screaming from the drill instructors on our way to the medical lab. This was our very first stop after we were rushed off the bus. So they want to make sure they get you good and vaccinated. They want to make sure they're destroying you body, soul, and spirit in our, in our military today. Because this is what they did. First stop they made when he was rushed off the bus. And we were accompanied by a slew of medical doctors. And looking around, I couldn't believe what I saw. And each examination booth had on its table 17 different syringes. And yes, it was 17 different types of vaccinations, and I know for sure one of them was to, quote, protect from anthrax. I forgot the actual name of it, and there were six other vaccines for different flus, flu vaccinations. And the other ten were unknown. They didn't tell me anything when I asked them. All I got is, quote, these will be beneficial for you. And he said these were the exact words from the MD. So the MDs are totally programmed these satanic devils that are doing this stuff, because I, I just can't cut them any slack, I'm sorry. They're basically, this will be beneficial for you, this will be beneficial for you. I mean, that's how they probably answered some robotic tone. Um, 17, 
17, at once. Poisons injected into them. And people said, should I join the military? Oh yeah, you need to get in that military. You need, I mean, because you're basically fighting for Satan at this point. Because it's so satanically taken over by evil people, it's basically what you're doing at this point. You think that you think that it's a good thing to join the military? Go up there and key in the word beyond treason about the depleted uranium thing alone. Watch that documentary online. Listen to this testimony. I don't think it's the place you want to be. I really don't. Uh, I'm not coming down on our current military. I'm just saying, if you got all the facts and you got educated, you would really think twice before going into any, before yoking up with the government in any way, shape, or form. Period. So, my comment, when this doctor said this, it really rang a a bell to me because I went over this particular statement, this particular piece of information in the avian flu presentation that I talked about earlier. Okay? Meaning, when he said... um, there were 10 other uh, unknown, they didn't tell me, and when I asked about these other 10, all I got was, these will be beneficial for you, which was the exact words by the MDs. In other words, they weren't told what they were being injected with. Well, that makes sense. Why? Because Bill Clinton issued Executive Order 131139 on September 30th, 1999. It denies servicemen the right to refuse experimental vaccines, that are not yet approved by the FDA for their intended use. So the FDA, who's evil anyway, these are vaccines they haven't even improved. As bad as they are, there's been no, <laughs> there's been no, like, the, basically the test subjects are the military. They're their guinea pigs. They own you lock, stock, and barrel when you, when you sign up at the recruitment office. They own you. And they're going to inject you with ever what they want to inject you with. 17 different vaccinations the first day he got the basic training. I mean, this is so satanic. Okay? What does what does Executive Order 13139 also do? And it denies them the right to even be provided with informed consent of what they are receiving. Does that sound familiar to what the MD just told them? This will be beneficial for you? Yeah. He didn't tell them what they were receiving. It, it, that he... That, According to Executive 13139, signed signed by good old Bill Clinton, they can inject you with vaccines that haven't been approved by the FDA and they don't have to tell you what you're getting. And you have no right to deny them. I mean, why don't you just sign your soul over? You know? I mean, it's basically what they're implicating, you know? We own you, body, soul, and spirit. We'll do whatever we want to do to you, and you don't have any right to resist or to be even be provided with information of what we're injected into your body. I mean, that is some sick stuff. Now, going back to his, his testimony, or his, yeah, well, not really testimony, but his, his um, feedback here. He goes on to say, it didn't stop there. As after graduation, we went through two more weeks of actual schooling and were required to get five more unknown shots. So this brings the tally up to 22. 22 vaccines in, I mean, in a very short time period. Do you know what type of effect that would have on your autoimmune system? Your autoimmune system's there like, oh my word, what have you just done to me? You have just injected all these different foreign particles, different DNA, all these different heavy metals and and chemicals and things into my system, and I'm going to just attack it all. Thus creating autoimmune diseases. Thus creating cancer. Thus creating all kind of other horrific things that can happen. Not, obviously it's not the same for every single person. It depends on how hardy your immune system is. It depends on how hardy your your own detoxification processes are. But, I mean... (laughs) I've seen videos of guys that are just physically done after these vaccines. I mean, they're just they're dead within a matter of weeks after they make videos. Just watch the depleted uranium, the, the Beyond Treason video. I mean, the people that went into Desert Storm and got exposed to the depleted uranium and the vaccines and all of the superheated um, NutraSweet sweetened soft drinks that were left to sit out in the desert and when you when you heat... NutraSweet or aspartame, 
above, I think, 92 degrees, it starts converting to literally formaldehyde, which again is embalming fluid, or wood alcohol, or formic acid, which is instinct poison. It has three different things it converts into, potentially. It starts to convert to that in the can. It's a neurotoxin, aspartate. So you have all of these concoctions of things that are being done to the troops. And they come back, and the percentage of people that are totally physically decimated is unbelievable. And their sperm and is totally messed up. And when they have kids, many times the kids are totally deformed. But it's a total cover-up by the government, 100%. Total cover This should be front-page news everywhere. No. No, let's just sweep it under the rug, because we own the media, and we, nobody, the sheeple people don't need to know this stuff. We just need to keep, you know, bringing, bringing the troops in, destroying them, body, soul, and spirit, brainwashing them. And uh, they're going to take it like it, because they have to. Uh, that's essentially their attitude, you know. So... Let's go further. We were required to get five more unknown shots, and after I reached the USS Sacramento, again, I was injected 14 more times. Where are we at here? 5 plus 17, uh, 22. Okay, so we had 36? 36. 36 vaccines. Where does it end? Where does it end? You know, in the Bible, it does say that health comes through the vaccination needle. Because our own immune systems are too stupid to figure out anything. We need to have satanic intervention to have a, a good, uh, a properly functioning immune system. Health comes through needles and through the vaccines. And thus, 36, 36 vaccinations later is proof of that. You know, this, this guy is so fortunate to even be alive. I don't know how anybody can, I think it would kill me. I can't take this type of garbage. I haven't been to an MD in years in any way, shape, or form. Thank God. You know, hospitals are one of the, you want to die, it's one of the best places to go and die. Now, I'm not coming down on emergency medicine. That's all well and good, okay? But as far as promoting health, the medical system is set up to be a disease propagation. Hospitals are set up to be disease propagation uh, areas, okay? They propagate disease. There's no such thing as health care. It's disease care. They create the problem whenever they can create it, and then they give you the pharmacological or the surgical solution, which never really usually fixes the problem. It just propagates it further. And then you have to take meds and more meds because they all have side effects, and, you know, you become totally dependent into the system, which is exactly what they want, which is just like this whole system about, I talked about earlier, where Obama's running ads to get everybody on welfare and food stamps and everything else. Get everybody dependent on the government. Get everybody dependent on the medical system. Make sure you destroy the middle class so the only jobs available are governmental jobs. And then, when we destroy the currency, your money's not going to be worth anything anyway. You're going to have to come to us at some point, is basically what they're trying to do. They're trying to put us all into corners where we'll have no choice but to ultimately come to the government for our, for our deliverance or whatever. So, I'm just saying, this is what they're doing. This is what they're... And they're very good at what they do. It's been an incremental plan for decades and decades and decades to bring us to this point. And they're just about ready to pull the final lever. And um, this is just more evidence of that. So let's continue here. So he got on the USS Sacramento, and he was only injected 14 more times. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, why not 15? So, and then he says, I didn't get one answer from anyone as to what these were. Again, why? Because of the executive order I just cited. You don't have to be provided with informed consent. You know? So, all I got was severe illness, lack of strength numerous times, vomiting blood, and many days I would be in a constant state of a brain-dead stare into space, basically a zombie. Now, I read about this the other day. that these guy, One guy, he was in like basic training, and they were doing all kinds of stuff to basically almost hypnotize, zombify, all type of mind control stuff that they're doing in the military right now, and then you combine this with the vaccines and who who knows what else. Don't think that our that our troops, with what has been done to them, that they wouldn't turn against the American populace. They're not the same people that go in that come out. I'm not saying God can't protect you, but I mean you put yourself in the middle of Satan's jaws and you give your body over to Satan. Don't think you're not going to be affected. 
So, people that are saying, oh, American troops, bless God, they never turn on us and doing this and that. They're not the same people that go in. I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm saying, though, tell me, after reading this and hearing this, that you're thinking that that's not going to affect a lot of people. And most of them aren't saved anyway. So, you know, they're doing it on purpose. Satan comes to kill, steal, destroy. You go into the military, he owns you. The military has been taken over by wicked, wicked factions of our government. There might still be good people in the military, but they're going to have to follow orders just like the rest of them, or get out. So, um, then he goes on to say, to this day, I still do not know what these poisons actually were, but I firmly believe as being a former guinea pig, and these were all trial vaccines to later uh, become placed into the public. Now, this was back in 2001. See, they got their, they, they got their own uh, cadre of guinea pigs. All the people come in the military. They can test whatever they want to test. No FDA approval. They're, they don't have to use animals. They, can, they view the military like animals anyway. I mean, Kissinger and a lot of the elitists have said that. They're nothing more, they view the military as nothing more than dumb animals to be used, abused, and killed. That's how they view the military, the elitists. I mean, if you knew you were fighting and, and the people at the top that were controlling you, if that's how they viewed you, I think you'd have a little different stance than maybe wanting to be in the military. You know, that's how they view you. Um, and if you're an animal and you're a guinea pig, well, then they can experiment on you in any way, shape, or form they want. And you don't even have to be impro- provided with informed consent. So, um, going further, it says, Now I can almost believe that these swine flu vaccines and any other newer vaccines they have brought out since 2001 were in use uh, when I was jabbed a total of 36 times in one year. And many others as well, but all six, but all six different flu shots, they never told any of us what, what they were or what they were supposed to prevent. Thank you for reading this and feel free to share it with a future teaching. This is real. I experienced it firsthand. They actually do this. We are the government's lab guinea pigs when we enlist and I can't imagine how worse, how much worse it has gotten 11 years later. Oh wow. That's a chilling thought. Satan's never going to be content with just the status quo. He's never going to be content. He's here to destroy humanity. And this is absolute total evidence of that. And how satanically infiltrated the military actually is. So, that's all I have for today. Uh, We're going to take next week off and... um, have some things I have to attend to, and uh, we will, Lord willing, <laughs> unless something happens, uh, we will we will be back in two weeks. And um, uh, thank you, uh, all of you that have prayed for us and have supported us uh, through prayers uh, financially. And I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for you. And if, if I don't, if I'm not able to, to thank you, um, you know, let's say I get a, like, for instance, a donation and there's no return address on it, well, I, I do want to, I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for you and I thank you and uh, I just want to always try to take time to mention that in, in different teachings. Um, and I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us. I thank you, Lord, for letting us come together again. I do pray that you would, your, your will be done regarding this teaching, Lord regarding all the teachings that have been put up, wherever your truth or your word is being preached worldwide, I pray to God you bless it, Lord, that you propagate it, uh, that you use it mightily, Lord, for your glory, ultimately that souls would be saved, that if there's anyone listening to this broadcast and they're not saved, that they would be directed to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, They can go to my website at contendingfortruth.com and click on the True Salvation tab, and that they would take those steps, Lord, because... All of this stuff is irrelevant if the people aren't saved, Lord. And I pray, most of all, that their souls be saved. For it will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance. I do pray, God, you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Regarding these situations that we brought up today, Lord, uh, regarding the closing ceremony of the Olympics, the pending martial law, 
the the pending pandemic scenarios, the pending war in the Middle East. I just pray, God, respectively, where where it's your will, Lord God, to intervene. May your will be done and not our own. But where it's your will to intervene in these situations, Lord God, that you would expose this evil. That it be done for your glory. That many souls would be saved as a result of what you would do. That you would intervene in these in these instances, Lord God. Um, that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive the truth. That would we would be steadfast, steadfast in the faith and more than overcomers through the Lord Jesus Christ. That we would be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man. Um, and to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, when it's all over. And no matter what we're called to, Lord God, whether it's whether we're um, to be protected during all these things, whether we're to be martyred, that we would be more than overcomers through the Lord Jesus Christ, that we would always remember that I can do all things through Christ, which strengthen me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. But that we would always have the faith to believe that you can protect us no matter what. And we thank you, Lord, and I ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen.